Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Roman Records, live from lockdown. You know, Steve doesn't sound like that. <laughs> you love doing that just so I can cut that into the fucking podcast. <laughs> That's what it is, man. That's what it is. So, good evening, Craig. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm kind of wearing thin just due to the excessiveness of uh, this long weekend. I'm feeling pretty tired, pretty groggy. I'm, uh, I'm glad that we're doing this, but I'm also glad it's quite a short live set that we're going to talk about tonight absolutely yeah no i i know i know exactly where you're coming from um what well, here we are i know both of us were off on friday so this is like day three of a of a four-day weekend for us both and uh they sort of it's beginning to take its toll on you but i know what you mean <laughs> um i i yeah it's not as if i want to go back to work on monday no. not gonna do that no, no but absolutely. yeah you like you don't really know what time you're going to bed. Uh, it, it just feels like feels like being a teenager again at some point. Um, I know oh, that you mentioned me. that you you were playing your Xbox and it turned out it was like four o'clock in the morning. Aye, um, that's the first time that's happened for I since I probably was a teenager. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, we should probably start talking. Let's start with the drinks. I think that works well, um, and I'm really yeah. interested to hear what you're drinking. Well, I had a couple of options tonight. What I was going to bring? Uh, I've already had a couple of drinks tonight. Um, I've been making margaritas because I was I was making Mexican food and I thought I'll buy up some margaritas. I don't have margarita here. I had a couple. Um, I quickly ran out of limes. By the way, fuck me. How much lime juice do you need for margaritas? Uh, it's mad. Jesus Christ, man. So I'm not having that. But um, I'm going back to um, I guess a favourite of the podcast and if, if anyone's listened to previous episodes you'll you'll have on numerous occasions heard us talk about um our our love of pre-mixed cocktails so i have brought a couple of pre-mixed cocktails here yeah. to the table. um i feel a bit privileged now that i said on the previous episode i've moved um and i can now walk to a Marks and Spencers who do the Don Dada of pre-mixed cocktails. So I've got a couple here with me now. I've got um, one of our favourites, Craig, certainly. Oh, it has to be the Bramble. It is indeed. Yes! Completely aligned. The Blackberry Gin Bramble, which I'm going to just spark right now. Good times. Oh, listen to that. And it's such a nice can. And one of the things that we particularly like about the Marks and Spencers pre-mixed cocktails they are the most potent. Um, <laughs> they are. 8%, 8% compared to most of the Is it not like two and a half four. units in every can? Uh, two measures of extra dry gin, it says here. So oh, two, two measures. Yeah. Um, good time. So, oh, that's as good as I remember. It really is. So, Craig, what, what do you have? In two um, I'm going well? very, very straightforward and simple. I have a Havana Club Especial, which um, oh. has taken a tan in the, like, I bought this 
just at the start of the week, and it's I don't know, maybe a third left. Uh, but it's just so it's such a versatile rum. Like I was drinking this with cloudy apple juice earlier on. I have um, I have a so I, I really enjoy subscription boxes these days. Yep. And so I like ordering all my food online, and I have one called Oddbox, which is based within London, uh-huh. and. Um, they basically send you all the fruit and veg that's usually misshapen or mis- mm-hmm. isn't getting sold at fruit and veg markets. Yeah. And then they divvy them out between like all their customers. And sometimes they have add-ons. Now, the benefit of having all these restaurants closed right now is you're getting restaurant quality ingredients in these boxes. Yeah. One of their add-ons was um, wild garlic ones. And nice. uh, this week I got New Zealand yams. And Ooh. they also had a pear and apple juice that's actually made by the apple growers themselves so i was having that with the rum as well that was delicious but last night i stayed up pretty late with my good friend bizzle we've been doing these kind of movie clubs every weekend where we facetime for about six (laughs) hours and just watch three classic movies together so we have us each other on facetime and it's so funny like we have to like count down we have to make sure we're using the same streaming service because believe it or not some of them stream the movies quicker than others um yeah so now tv plays things a good like nearly double the speed i don't know how the fuck it, it happens but we noticed this when we tried to watch my cousin Vinny a couple of weeks ago so we have to we have to kind of align ourselves and hit play at the same time and hope our internet's kind of working hand in hand to play at the same speed. That's just a cool idea. Yeah, I got fairly pissed on Havana Club and just Coke. So I'm not even got any ice. I've not got any limes. I've just got a warm bottle of Coke from last night and uh, <laughs> a third of a bottle of rum, and it's great because it is. It's just so tasty. And I got yeah. this one on offer. I think it was only sixteen pounds in Sainsbury's. So there's a lot of good rum offers right now. Interesting. No, there's some good stuff out there. That's what we're drinking. Uh, So cheers to everyone. um, Cheers. Let's get talking about our album. Our EP. It's our EP that we're going to talk about today. This was a uh, this was dealer's choice went to you this week and um, I did choose it. Yep. So this is the Devo Live EP, um, mm-hmm. which only has six tracks on it, and I I actually brought this home with me from New Zealand. I was going through. Oh, my, this is all the one from New Zealand. This came all the way from New Zealand. This uh, this was in my father in law's record collection and he was like you need to take some of these records home with you oh uh, so nice all right that's cool major props to chubbs uh for for giving me some of these records and um the devil Good one lad, man. i was i was kind of not shocked to see it but you don't see a lot of devil records kicking about but supposedly this one and i know new zealand and australia are two different countries but this ep was top of the charts in australia for three weeks when it was released i so they've got like a they've got a fairly consistent following down on that kind of area of the world, and I, I don't know about just you, 
But Devo for me, like a lot of bands from that time period, I know we talked about this with Talking Heads, they just sound mm. better live. Oh yeah, yeah. They're just so chaotic and you know what? Maybe it's because <laughs> I don't want to knock it because Brian Eno is a fucking great producer but he did produce uh, yeah. some Devo albums as well and mm. I still prefer the live albums so I don't know, maybe it's got something to do with well, the big Bri. Brido. Totally man. Big Brido is like, he sometimes can be a wee bit overbearing maybe. Um, I read a thing today saying that apparently he wrote all these amazing like synth pieces like for every single song or on the album, on the studio album, not uh-huh. on the EP. And um, they only used it in three songs. And um, the main Devo guy, because it's a, they're literally a band of brothers, which is quite interesting They are a as band well. of brothers, so you've got the, the Mother's Bar. Two sets of brothers. Is it Mother's Bar? Mother's Bar? <laughs> your mores get balls and your dad loves your it. Got balls. Yeah, the the mothers ball brothers and the uh, the other boys, the other lads, and the other boys. But anyway, um, one of them said like, we just like they really rejected a lot of his ideas. Like they wanted to be like, no, this is the sound we want, and they were pretty rigid to that. And even though they were such a unique band, and so early on as well, like what they formed in what nineteen seventy three. I think it was, uh, that was, it was I early seventies, like before yeah, punk, and uh, they were making oh, this like post punk. They were making post punk before punk had even happened. Yeah, actually, no, you're right. That, that, I didn't even really think about it like that, but that is actually a really good way of describing it. And they were like a proto post punk. Uh, yeah, which is and great. It was interesting. And I mean, I know Devo are, are a massive influence on a lot of people. There's a lot of good friends of mine mm-hmm. love Devo. I only own this one record of theirs. Um, I do own Mark's soundtracks. He's became a prolific soundtracker. Why has he? Well, yeah, he's. <laughs> I can't remember who said it, but he's been likened to like the poor man's uh, Danny Elfman. <laughs> In the way that if there's a project that Danny Elfman won't do, Mark Mothersbaugh will uh, will do it. Uh, he soundtracks pretty much the entirety of Wes Anderson's movies right okay so you'll get like and it's such a good mix so if you if you think about Life Aquatic it actually features probably my favourite Devo song on it um, Gut Feeling but that was all um, that was all soundtracked by Mark Mothersboy so you get that kind of weird synthy sort of shit but he also mm-hmm. does like the Royal Tenenbaums and it's all like harpsichords and fucking yeah, yeah, strings yeah. so he's a very very talented guy for that this was recorded on the 1980 Freedom of Choice tour and it was for the Freedom right. of Choice album that was in 1980 ah, okay so um, a couple of years out, after that this, this came out the year Same after year. so this was Devo Live 1981 but, um, right okay with you, with you. It, it does have mainly just songs from Freedom of Choice and it also includes the Freedom of Choice theme song which isn't on the actual album but it's the instrumental okay. opener which I fucking love. I love that the instrumental opera, like totally getting the crowd going. You do definitely get that crowd vibe, and you can see them reacting. 100%. You can hear yeah. them reacting to the band. Like there is 
peaks and troughs of crowd excitement within that track, and then it kicks into Whip It, which is like their biggest hit. Um, mm. So and just gets people fucking oh, going. I think it still is their biggest hit as well, to be fair. And it's the most recognisable song. Um, and the interesting thing, talking about being live or studio, they're also quite a visual band, known for their kind of visual artistry, so to speak, you know, with their costumes. And it was a, lot, it was a big kind of part of the allure of Devo is, is having that, that kind of very interesting look with the costumes, with the... I don't know what you would call them. They used to have those little, little hats. I don't know how you well, describe them, but... So the red the red caps that they wore were were known as energy domes, and they were kind of like okay. rounded pyramids. So funnily enough, Devo are now selling COVID nineteen personal protective equipment, and it's those energy domes but with face shields <laughs> on the front. <laughs> That's brilliant! I want one. Aye, definitely should get one. So I mean, one thing that I really like about this album is um, the guitars are still very very present. And uh, so things like Girl You Want with that it's such a good guitar tone and it just fucking kicks off. I bloody love it. Do you know what, actually? Like, I realised when listening to this, I, I hadn't really listened to that much Devo and you talking about that guitar noise. Um, aye, fucking excellent. Do you know what it actually reminded me of? And it's not to... Timeline-wise, it's pretty similar. Mm. But completely different, you know. Cave. I think they're from like Ohio or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, either. Um, actually, but, um, they're from Ohio. Um, do you know what? Actually, a lot of the sound reminds me of. If you take the singing out of it, but the guitar with a little bit of synth in there reminds me a lot of Joy Division, like early Joy Division. Um, I right. see early Joy Division, like, tons of albums. I I think there is a lot of like. Partic- <laughs> Particularly on the guitar sound, though, I was like, um, I, I don't think I quite appreciated how good that sound was with the guitars yeah. and the synths kind of in there. I'm like, f- I can now appreciate how they did influence so many bands. And so but this many is the thing. This on. is why live albums and live music in particular is so good because you can see all the different instruments mm. that are going in there, but also mm. songs can morph because you can't have every production trick they're with you yeah. you have to play it live you have to yeah. reproduce it live yeah 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 so talking about punk um and how we do have kind of these timelines working side by side it's really mm. it kept catching me off guard that i thought i'd heard these riffs before or these chord progressions before and right. certainly when you listen to gates of steel for some reason it just feels like to me a kind of synthy version of pretty vacant by the sex pistols like you know, oh, it's really? got the do 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 no 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 no. But then the on oh, Gates yeah, of Steel, yeah, do, yeah. do 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 do, and even the down 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 do 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 It sounds just like pretty vacant. Like it's it. I don't know what it is. It, those songs to me right. sound the exact same, but oh, there's only a couple of years I mean, between them. When was pretty vacant now? Was that before? Was that like 76 or something like that? Or? 77. Was 77? Okay. 77 was the Never Mind the Bollocks. Here, here's the Sex Pistols.
how's, uh, how's have you finished that cow yet? Aye, aye, I have. And now I was about to say, I'm now about to bring my second drink to the table. Okay, give me now, right. So the last time, all you said was that is a favourite of ours, and I knew what it was. So give me a similar uh-huh. kind of clue. Ah, uh, okay. So this is this is featured on the podcast a few times. Pornstar Martini. Yes. yes. <laughs> Indeed. That's going to sound like it was fake there, but I got that straight away. You did. However, mm-hmm. this is a new variation. Shut up. This is a pink Pornstar Martini cocktail. Now, I don't know what makes it pink. Why it's I don't know. That's what I don't know. And I don't know why it's so important that it's pink because it's in a can. You can't see the colour of it. I'm not pouring it in a fucking glass. Yeah. It does say raspberries here, so I'm guessing that's probably why. There's raspberries, the addition of raspberry. Mm. Let's see. I'm going to get this down, me. That's going to be sweeter. Um, uh, yeah, it's a wee bit. It's actually maybe... But then raspberries are quite tart. Ah, um, <laughs> very true, very true. Funny, you went from blackberries to raspberries. I'm a fan of all the berries. Raspberries, blackberries, Mary. strawberries. <laughs> oh, Mary, exactly. Mary berries. Totally would, by the way. I would. Um, well, one thing that I've noticed while drinking this, and it may be because I'm drinking it too much, Why? but I don't know if they've changed the label for this uh, Especial, but they now have like the Havana Club uh, logo and mm. Split right. in half, so below it, it tells you about like double aged and oak barrels and the logo, mm-hmm. but above it, it now looks like the grooves of a record. No, yeah, it's it looks totally like a fucking record. Sure. I don't know how this is the first time I've ever seen this. Uh, I'll take a picture and send it to you. You should, but it's uh, hey, it's just caught my eye there. I think maybe we should steal that for a logo. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to the last track of the EP, Planet Earth. Remember, there is a full live album for this as well. I think that runs for about 77 minutes, whereas this album only lasts 16 minutes. Um, And I'm pretty sure the podcast will probably last longer than the fucking EP itself. (laughs) But um, as as you said, Craig, I think this is a really good um, entry point to um, Devo. And I think you don't get that with live albums too much. But for me, it definitely was a good stepping stone. I had heard them before, obviously, but I wasn't that kind of drawn in so much that I wanted to listen to the albums too much or anytime there was a song that I did like, for instance, um, Gut Feeling, which is quite a raucous kind of track. You get to the album, you're like, that's not what this whole album sounds like. Yeah. yeah. But this EP is great and it's 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 got a really good vibe. You get a lot from the the crowd, as you mentioned, which is really important with a live album that you want to get some kind of crowd going on there. There is zero interaction with the crowd. No. Um, they're just in there fucking hit after hit, just knocking them out. But yeah, I would say that if you're going to get into Devo, 
this is a good place to start. A hundred percent. Yeah, I totally agree. Like as I said to you before, like I, I, I know, I know Devo. I know of them. I understand their kind of influence more than I do their more familiar with their influence than their music. Put it that way. And but I really enjoyed this, and it was it's it's nice and it's not um, overwhelming. It's it's six tracks long. It's you know. Uh, 16 minutes as you say like who the fuck's not got 16 minutes especially in, the, in these terms G- give it a listen please do uh, you really appreciate it and I think you'll probably go on and and kind of dive more into the kind of back catalogue I certainly know that I'm going to do that um, um, and if you do want to get this just to let you know if you go to Discogs the cheapest vinyl version in Great British Pounds is £4.50 Aye. Uh, so you can get for four fifty if you're paying in pounds. I think this was a very successful episode. Um, I'm looking forward to more. Uh, it was such a good short album, but it's not the shortest uh, live record that we're going to talk about in the series. So I'll let you wonder no? what that one is going to be um, next time. I, I don't even know what that is. I'm intrigued. Oh. I